the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Psalm 51 verse 17 says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. The sacrifice that God is looking for is for us to have a broken spirit and a contrite heart. When we turn to Him and He says, I'll never despise that. He always receives a person that comes to him with all of their heart and with brokenness and contriteness of heart, with true sorrow. In today's society, things are not always what they appear to be. It's easy for people to present an image of themselves that is completely different from who they actually are. But we know that God sees who we truly are on the inside, and that's what he cares about most. In today's message, Pastor Dan shows how important it is for us to have a humble heart before God. He is not fooled by or impressed with whatever show we can put on outwardly, but it's what's on the inside that he is looking for. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Joel chapter 2 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. The day of the Lord is a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness that will spread over all of the earth. As Joel is looking at this swarm of locusts that have spread over all of the land of Judah and this swarm of locusts that were so thick they darkened the sky. The tribulation will be a dark time for the world. Will be a gloomy time. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 22 says, Then they will look to the earth and see trouble and darkness, gloom of anguish, and they will be driven into darkness. Zephaniah chapter 1 verse 15 says, That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of devastation and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Speaking of the tribulation. Verse 2 says the tribulation will be like no other time in the history of the world, a time like no generation has ever experienced. Jesus said there will be great tribulation such as not been since the beginning of the world until that time. And that's quite a statement when you consider that God has judged the world with a flood in the past. And Jesus says the tribulation is going to be even worse than Noah's flood. At least with Noah's flood... The world was destroyed in a few days. Tribulation is going to last seven years. So it's worse. Verse 3. A fire devours before them and behind them a flame burns. The land is like the Garden of Eden before them and behind them a desolate wilderness. Surely nothing shall escape them. Again, 
describing the devastation of the locusts upon the land. Remember the Romans called locusts burners of the land. Because the land looked as if it had been scorched by fire after the locusts passed through. He says a fire devours before them. The land looked like a desolate wilderness behind them, like a desert. And Joel is saying, this is how it will be in the day of the Lord. This is how it will be during the time of the tribulation. In Revelation chapter 8, we find what are called the trumpet judgments that will occur during the tribulation. And we're told in Revelation 8, the first trumpet judgment, in the first trumpet judgment, a third of the trees on the earth will be burned up and all of the green grass upon the earth will be burned. During the tribulation, the entire earth will look like a desolate wilderness. Verse 4, he goes on. Their appearance, he's describing the locusts now. Their appearance is like the appearance of horses and like swift steeds. So they run with a noise like chariots over mountaintops. They leap like the noise of a flaming fire that devours the stubble, like a strong people set in battle array. A judgment during the tribulation will spread throughout the earth swiftly and there will be no escaping God's wrath during the tribulation. And not only that, Revelation 9 describes for us these demonic locust-like creatures that will be released upon the earth during the tribulation to torment mankind. And the description of these demonic creatures is similar to the description here in Joel. I'll read it to you. Revelation chapter 9, beginning in verse 3. Then out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth. This is during the tribulation. And to them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. They were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or any green thing or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And they were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. Their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. Listen to this. In those days during the tribulation, men will seek death and will not find it. They will desire to die and death will flee from them. People will want to die. They'll seek death, attempt to kill themselves. But God, as part of his judgment, will not allow people to succeed at killing themselves. It says the shape of the locust was like horses prepared for battle. On their heads were crowns of something like gold. You know, John's just describing what he sees. It was something like gold. And their faces were like the faces of men. They had hair like women's hair. And their teeth were like lion's teeth. And they had breastplates like breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots. With many horses running into battle. They had tails like scorpions. And there were stings in their tails. Their power was to hurt men for five months. Listen, the tribulation is not something that anyone should want to go through or experience. Again, people during the tribulation would rather die than live. and They'll seek death. But not be able to die. God will prevent them. Look at verse 6. Before them, the people writhe in pain. All faces are drained of color. In Joel's day, people were pained to see their land 
devastated by these locusts. And there's nothing they can do. You know, the color drained out of their faces as they watched the land destroyed. And there was nothing they could do to stop the destruction. During the tribulation, people will writhe in pain from the physical torment and suffering. Jesus said during the tribulation, men's hearts will fail them from fear of those things which will come upon the earth. Again, in the book of Revelation, chapter 16, we have the bowl judgments. And listen to what it says. So the first bowl judgment, when it's poured out, it says, foul and loathsome sores came upon the men who had the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. It goes on to say, when the fourth bowl is poured out, the fourth bowl judgment, it's poured out on the sun and power was given to him to scorch men with fire and men were scorched with great heat and they blasphemed the name of God who has power over these plagues and they did not repent or give him glory. Then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast and his kingdom became full of darkness and they gnawed their tongues because of the pain. They blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and they did not repent of their deeds. During the tribulation, people will be writhing in pain and suffering, but they won't repent. Even in their pain and suffering, they're not going to repent. They're not going to call upon God for mercy. It just shows how hard their hearts are. That even in great suffering, they're not going to call upon the Lord. You know, Jesus describes people in hell as wailing and gnashing their teeth. Wailing is crying. Great crying. Gnashing your teeth is what you do when you're angry. When you gnash your teeth at someone. So even in hell, their hearts are still going to be hard. Even in hell, they're still going to be angry at God, gnashing their teeth. Again, verse 7 now. Again, Joel is seeing these locusts, but then he's also seeing ahead to the day of the Lord and the judgment that will come. They run like mighty men. They climb the wall like men of war. Everyone marches in formation They do not break ranks. They do not push one another. Everyone marches in his own column. Though they lunge between the weapons, they are not cut down. He's describing the orderliness of the locusts as they're spreading through the land. There was a plague of locusts that entered the land of Israel in 1915. And National Geographic magazine did an article on the locust plague back in 1915. The article talks about how people living in the land of Israel at that time, they had flamethrowers. They tried to burn the locusts with flamethrowers. And as they burned the locusts, the locusts behind them just continued to march forward. Even fire didn't cause them to scatter. They stayed in formation. They stayed in their ranks. And they just marched over the burned you know, remains of the fried locusts and just continued to go forward. Kept advancing. That's what Joel's describing here. The order and formation of the locusts, it was a foreshadowing of God's judgment during the tribulation. Once God's judgment begins to march across the world, nothing will stop it. Nothing will slow it down. Nothing will alter its course. Nothing will hinder its progress. 
It's just going to keep moving forward. Keep progressing. By the way, I would say here, you know, as this description of locusts, I think in this way, locusts are a good example for us as followers of Jesus. Don't break rank. Don't break rank. You just continue to follow Jesus Christ. You just continue to, you know, just stay the course with Christ and don't move away from the gospel. And just continue to follow him. No matter what may come in this world, no matter how difficult it may become, you just stay where you are in Christ and don't break ranks. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. You know, my wife and I moved here 18 years ago from Florida, and there was a man that I knew in our church in Florida, Calvary Chapel, Gulf Breeze, Florida. He was a retired Marine. He had served in Vietnam. And every year, every two years, I'll get a a note from him. And I got a note from him this week that just said, hold the line, Mark. That's it. Right? Hold the line. Hold the line in Christ. Stay in the rank. Don't break rank. No matter what may come. So verse 9. They run to and fro in the city. They run on the wall. They climb into the houses. They enter at the windows. Like a thief, the locusts went everywhere. Even getting into people's homes. You know, the Exodus story, the eighth plague that God sent upon the Egyptians was a plague of locusts. And listen to the description from Exodus chapter 10. I will bring locusts into your territory and they shall cover the face of the earth so that no one will be able to see the earth and they shall eat the residue of what is left, which remains to you from the hail. Remember, that was a previous plague, a hail. And they shall eat every tree which grows up for you. Out of the field, they shall fill your houses, the houses of all your servants and the houses of all the Egyptians, which neither your fathers nor your father's fathers have seen since the day that they were on the earth to this day. And then it says, and the locusts went up over all the land of Egypt and rested on all the territory of Egypt. They were very severe. Previously, there had been no such locusts as they, nor shall there be such after them For they covered the face of the whole earth so that the land was darkened and they ate every herb of the land and all the fruit of the trees which the hail had left. So there remained nothing green on the trees or on the plants of the field throughout all the land of Egypt. So this description of locusts in verse 9, it foreshadows 
the inability to escape God's judgment during the tribulation period. No one will escape it. No one that is on the earth will escape God's judgment, God's wrath during the tribulation period. It will be everywhere on the earth. The only sure way to escape God's judgment that is to come is by putting your faith in Jesus Christ now. That's the only way. And then you will be taken to heaven either through death or through the rapture before the tribulation begins. Verse 10 says, the earth quakes before them. The heavens tremble. Again, he's looking at these locusts and he's seeing a precursor, a foreshadowing of the day of the Lord. During the tribulation, the whole earth will quake with fear. And earthquakes in the world will be common during the tribulation period. Jesus said there will be earthquakes in various places on the earth. In the book of Revelation, five earthquakes are described during the tribulation period. Three of the five are called great earthquakes that will occur upon the earth. He goes on in verse 10 to say the sun and moon will grow dark. And the stars diminish their brightness. The swarms of locusts fill the sky, block out the light of the sun. And again, it's a precursor to the tribulation that will come at the end of the age. During the tribulation, we're told in the Bible that there will be catastrophic cosmic events. Revelation chapter 6, verse 12. I looked when he opened the sixth seal and behold, there was a great earthquake And the sun became black as sackcloth of hair. And the moon became like blood. Revelation 8, 12. Then the fourth angel sounded and a third of the sun was struck. A third of the moon and a third of the stars so that a third of them was darkened. A third of the day did not shine and likewise the night. Isaiah 13, verse 10. For the stars of heaven and their constellations will not give their light. The sun will be darkened in its going forth and the moon will not cause its light to shine. In Matthew 24, verse 29, Jesus said, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. These Cosmic events that will happen during the tribulation period. Isaiah 34 says, All the hosts of heaven shall be dissolved, and the heavens shall be rolled up like a scroll. All their hosts shall fall down as the leaf falls from the vine, and as fruit falls from the fig tree. These cosmic events that are going to take place. The sun is darkened, the moon is darkened, the stars And then eventually at the end of the tribulation and the end of the kingdom age, Jesus makes a new heaven and the new earth. And it's all dissolved. It's all folded up like a garment, the Bible says. It's all rolled up like a scroll. He makes a new heaven and a new earth. Look at verse 11. The Lord gives voice before his army for his camp is very great. For strong is the one who executes his word For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can endure it? Who can live through it? And note note here what it says in verse 11. It's saying this judgment is from the Lord. It is the Lord's army. 
the Arabs actually call locusts the Lord's army. (laughs) You know, looking ahead to the tribulation period, looking ahead to the day of the Lord, it will be the day of the Lord. Right now we live in the day of man. But there's coming a day when God will interrupt human events and start the day of the Lord. And so now that brings us to verse 12. And in verses 12 and 13, we have the remedy. In verses 12 and 13, God gives us the way out. And the remedy is repentance. It's repentance. Repentance is always God's remedy. And verses 12 and 13 gives us one of the best descriptions of true repentance in the Bible. Look at verse 12. Now, therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping and with mourning. The Lord says, turn to me. With all your heart, not most of your heart, but all your heart. Turn away from your ways, turn away from the path you're on, turn to the Lord with all your heart. During the tribulation period, the Jewish people will finally turn to the Lord with all their heart. It's the time of Jacob's trouble. And at that time, the people of Israel will turn to the Lord, finally. But God desires all of us to turn to him with all of our heart, to have a full commitment to him. Turn to the Lord with fasting, with weeping and mourning, which are indications of true, sincere brokenness over your sin and over your spiritual condition. Now, John the Baptist, remember, he said to the religious leaders, show fruit worthy of repentance. Well, this is fruit worthy of repentance right here. Fasting, weeping, mourning. Weeping over your sin, weeping over rebellion. Weeping over your spiritual condition, mourning. For what you've done. Psalm 51 verse 17 says the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. The sacrifice that God is looking for is for us to have a broken spirit and a contrite heart. When we turn to him and he says, I'll never despise that. He always receives a person that comes to him with all of their heart and with brokenness and contriteness of heart, with true sorrow over their sin, true humility. He says, so rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God for He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. And he relents from doing harm. Rend your heart, not your garments. You know, man looks on the outward. God looks on the heart. It's easier to rend your garments than to rend your heart. It's easier to show, you know, outward emotion, outward regret, outward repentance without a genuine change of heart. God wants a changed heart. God wants us to be brokenhearted about our sin, about our rebellion. And look what it says again. He says, return to the Lord your God for, you should underline that word for, here's why, here's why. For he is gracious 
and merciful. He's slow to anger and of great kindness. He asked me how I know, and I say, brings truer than the finest crystal. If you're looking for a book that could inspire an end of the world fame, Joel is the place to start. This book details what's called the Day of the Lord. Many fearful things are mentioned in this book, which is a prophecy of what's to come. Why does this book matter? Well, it's a reminder that God will judge the world and the people in it for unrepentant sin. But the positive side of this is that God wants to clean things up so He can make things new. Just like dirty laundry requires washing and even bleaching to get things clean, God will do a similar thing with the world, ridding it of sin. If you're puzzled by what you've heard today or are simply concerned by this book, we'd be happy to talk with you and help your understanding of what's written in the Bible. The number you can reach us at is 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. Please let us know how we can be praying for you as you listen to this series in the book of Joel. Ring of Truth is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. Pastor Dan will continue teaching through the book of Joel next time. But if you'd like to hear additional messages from this series, you can find them at calvaryec.com under the media tab. We're so glad you took the time to tune in to today's teaching, and we hope you'll continue to be a part of our listening audience here on Ring of Truth. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.